This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Take Command Podcast here from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. That's Logan Paulson. Uh, you can follow Logan on Instagram at Logan underscore Paulson 82. Follow me on Instagram at Craig underscore Hoffman. I'm on Twitter too, at Craig Hoffman, which is where you submit your questions for Mailbag Monday, which we'll do on Monday. Uh, here to wrap up this Thursday pod, we leave the spring into this summer, hopefully dead period where there's not a lot of news. Uh, and then we show back up July 26th. What are the biggest questions for this team going into July 26th? I think the biggest one is pretty obvious. What happens with Terry McLaren? We heard Ron talk about him this week. Uh, I mean, I feel a little bad because I just find Ron at the podium very disingenuous. But I also say that with, while acknowledging he's saying exactly what he's supposed to say. Like, what's he supposed to do? Be like, yeah, this negotiation is not going great. Um, like, no, he's supposed to get up there and be like, we're confident. We really value Terry. We also have to make sure that we can build this football team the way we Like, he said all the right things. Yeah. It's just like, I'm like, you're checking boxes, bro. I get it. Do your thing. I'm not going to be mad about right. it. Um, but I, I, I'm curious where, now that we've seen Terry definitely not show up, like just like we thought on Monday, uh, and that you've heard at least the the team side of it via Ron at the podium talking about it, any change in your confidence level and, and how important is it to get this deal done before everybody shows up in July? I'm not confident. I'm not confident that this is going to get done. I, I think that the price, when you look at the market right now for receivers, it's ridiculous and it feels ridiculous and it's very hard to kind of get past that ridiculous price tag. And the fact that Terry's not here tells me that he's not happy with where the numbers are at at the moment, right? So I think that that's something that, um, again, like, can, yes, it should get done. I want it to get done. I think it will get done, but I'm not as confident as I was even on Monday. You know what I mean? Like, it just, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, this is a big lift for this, for, for this community here, right? Because if I'm, if I'm Terry's agent, I'm saying, like, Terry hasn't missed a game. He plays hurt. His production's been on par with AJ Brown. And AJ Brown got $25 million a year. And that is like what used to be quarterback money. And I think older GMs are going to have a hard time kind of, disassociating themselves like saying now receive this the receiver market is this so again like i want it to get done 
I think it, I'm relatively confident it will get done. But the longer this goes on, the farther I think they are apart. And um, you know, who would have ever thought that the Titans would trade would trade AJ Brown? And I'm not. And I think Terry means more to the community here. But I, I think that that's still like a possibility, even though Ron, like that was the thing. Remember, Mike Vrabel said they were never going to trade AJ Brown, like over his dead body. Right. Of, and, what's he going? What's Ron supposed to do? Be like, yeah. ah, it's a possibility. No, like you can't say that. Of yeah. course, he's got to say that they're not going to trade Terry. Yeah, yeah. And so then, when Mike Vrabel was pissed when they traded him, but that's not always Ron's decision. You know, that's the GM's decision. Well, the the difference here though is that yes. Ron is the president, right? Yeah, so, so Ron does final have final say. say. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Martin Mayhew can field field offers and then go to Ron and be like, "Look, I think we should do this and yeah. you know see what see what happens." Uh, the the thing that I, it was funny as we were talking through this yesterday on nine eighty, I was in for Reese yesterday, and you just kind of realize like what a kick in the nuts it's been to be a Commanders fan, regards to free agency. Like the players out, players in are backwards. Right? Yeah, you've seen good players, good to great players leave. Like obviously Trent is in a whole different category. Right. Right. But you've watched them screw that up and he's gone. You watched, you know, Kirk is a little more divisive because yeah. of the money and how that all played out. But like there were chances earlier on in those negotiations right. before it got really bad to, to have quarterback stability. They watch him leave. Um, they, I mean, even a guy like Jamison Crowder, like Jamison Crowder is a good football player and you yeah. drafted him and he leaves. Preston Smith's a really good football player. They knew it. They took a second round draft pick on Preston Smith. And then by the time that that second round pick develops into exactly who you want him to be, peace out. See ya. Like he's off to Green Bay, yeah, think- and they're just like, yeah, well, we couldn't afford him. And it's like, well, why did you you should have planned better um, because you drafted him in the second round thinking he'd be awesome. That's what a second round pick is. It's an awesome player who's going to take some time, and that's exactly what Preston Smith was. And so you watch that, and then the money they do spend is Landon Collins, who was better than people want to admit, but not worth the contract they paid him, um, and. Some of the other guys they've brought in who also haven't worked out uh, on big money deals. So it's just, I think it's really frustrating because it feels like here's another homegrown guy. Here's another drafted guy who is, mo- it feels like you're on the same exact path where he's going to leave. We don't know ultimately that he will. They very well could get this done. It takes one offer to be the right one and, and everything gets signed and, and everyone's happy. But at the end of the day, like this feels very familiar and familiar ends badly with how these particular situations have gone here. I also think it's important for fans to know that, like, right now, like, if I'm a player, I I don't really want to play here. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it comes down to. So, like, Trent, um, Kirk, you know, they they had some divisive interactions with team leadership, and they were like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't think Terry has that. But, again, like, there are other opportunities. If you think Terry's a a number one receiver, like a lot of people do, There's other opportunities for him to be much more successful, which is a point you brought up a million times here, right? You know, the Preston Smith thing is interesting because, like, I think that was more of a character-related thing. Like, they didn't want to give – they were worried what he'd be after you gave him the money. I think that's a legitimate concern, you know? But, again, Trent, Kirk. Again, there was questions about Kirk also. So, when you really delve into them, it's not as, like, clear-cut as, like, oh, this guy was good. I think people look at these decisions with, like, hindsight. You know what I mean? Oh, like, Mm -hmm. we should have re-signed him. It's like, yeah, you think that now. But, like, at the time, he was asking for, like, I think it was, like, Brock Osweiler money. He had a a market-setting deal. Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I understand why the team's not willing to pay that. And look what's happened in Minnesota since he's been there, right? That's not a knock on Kirk Cousins. That's a knock on contract structure. And that's a knock on what happens when you pay people a ton of money. Like, is Terry McLaurin worth to worth extending Montez and Duran. And that's the question you're at right now. And 
I'm not sure the answer is yes, to be quite honest. Because are those pieces building blocks moving forward? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, there is a penalty almost for doing really well in the draft on some some of these times yeah. where you're like, oh, we keep everything. This is why, I mean, the NBA's got a whole different set of issues, but that's one area where it's like, well, at least they, they have a system where you can keep your guys. Yeah. Um, that's not necessarily how the end. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. NFL set up. All right, real quick, last thing, uh, and then we got to run because we're out of time here on a podcast. Uh, But the fourth corner has become like the hot topic. So let's, let's hit it real quick. Everyone's scared that they're not going to have a fourth corner and fourth corners play both because of injury where all of a sudden mm-hmm. that's a starter in, in that nickel that we talked about earlier. And there's a lot of four wide receiver sets and you play a fair amount of dime. Uh, they, this team might wind up playing more dime than it does base this year. Sure. So who is to you going into the fall, the favorite coming out of the spring? Who is the, the guy that is best suited to play that position? You know, it's interesting. I think the guy that's been probably most impressive is Christian Holmes, the guy they drafted in the seventh round, like totally unexpected. He's just as like, he's got good size, he's got excellent technique, and he just seems to get it. He seems to be, like when you watch him, like it took me a minute to figure out who he was because I'm like, oh, that's a veteran in the system. And, you know, he started off with the fours, he worked to the threes, he's working with the twos now. Uh, he's just shown a nice progression. If you can assume he will continue to progress, I think you feel pretty solid about him being the guy, right? And again, like I like what he's shown. He's shown a nice maturity. He shows a nice understanding. He shows a nice competitiveness. He's had a couple picks during this period. Again, like think about the fourth corner last year. It was like Tory McTire, right, or whoever it was. Mm-hmm. Like those guys can come out of the woodwork late. It's a corner is an interesting position from that standpoint because it's so scheme dependent. And I think this guy. Might be that solution. So, again, we still have to see when the pads come on, all those different variables. But that's a guy that I think gives you some hope that there's a guy on the roster already that you don't have to go out and, you know, make a free agent move. Yeah, four is kind of that weird pivot position where, like, the defensive skills still matter probably a little more than the team skills, right? right? Like, Danny Johnson is a fifth corner. Troy Apke is a fifth corner. Like, right. you never want those guys to really be out there playing corner. But you'd want them on your team for special teams. Right. Your fourth guy is a guy that needs to be able to play defensive football and uh and it's good to hear that a rookie is already having that kind of impact and we'll see how he develops as we get into training camp all right if you like the show again subscribe on wherever you're listening right now your favorite podcast platform and we will be fresh in your feeds every monday and thursday continuing on the same exact schedule all the way up until training camp if you want more from logan at logan underscore paulson 82 for me at craig underscore hoffman on instagram i'm on twitter as well at Craig Hoffman. With that, we will see you on Monday with either Sam Fortier or Michael Phillips, TBD. Uh, But one of those guys will be on the show Monday. The other will probably be on Thursday. So uh, again, the subscribe thing. If you want those podcasts, do that. And we'll see you next week on Take Command.